Basketball fans worldwide, welcome to the Draft and Stash NBA podcast. I'm your host, Tim Smith, and today I have Nick Hoare and James Garrow with me. How are we going, guys? What's poppin'? It's good, it's good. Nick, you, you should be happy about the Lakers winning the championship. Oh, you already know. I didn't think they'd do it, but they did. Yeah, you end up buying some of that uh, Lakers merch for yes, the championship Yes, I, I am now homeless. Fair enough, fair enough. So today, we're going to jump into a 2016 redraft because the 2016 draft is quite relevant at the moment. A lot of players had big breakout seasons, so we're just going to go pick by pick. Uh, are you guys accounting for team need much, or what's the deal? A little bit, a little bit. I Sort of, with the bigger players, the top players, it's obviously take yeah. talent over the needs, but yeah, for some of the teams, definitely to go with what they need. Yeah, well, uh, some of these teams need, you know, gritty players, so... Yeah, go yeah. with that. Yeah, so... Uh, why not just jump straight into it? So with the first overall pick, James, you have the Philadelphia 76ers. You go in the same direction? No, I'm actually not. Um, ben Simmons is one of my top sort of like three picks um, in this draft, but he's not the player I would take first. Okay, that's a bit of a surprise to me. Yeah, so um, well for me there's sort of three players that really stand out above the rest, and one of them is just a little bit more. So um, I've gone with Jamal Murray. Wow. I've, okay. gone, I've gone with okay. Maple Jordan. Okay. And maybe I've been a little bit swayed by the recent success in the bubble and in the playoffs. <laughs> and, Recency uh, bias, man. Yeah, because that, that's kind of what gave me the idea to, to choose this topic. Uh, because on Instagram, I saw one of those Instagram fan pages doing a poll. And most people had Jamal Murray being a better player than Ben Simmons. And that kind of shocked me. Yeah, that was actually me. That was just you. That <laughs> <laughs> was, was me. Well, I, I think looking, looking at the sixes now, there's obviously some issues there. And there's sort of some talk of whether or not Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are actually getting along off the court and whether they can realistically win a championship together on the court. So yeah, um, I think Jamal Murray would definitely suit them a lot better. He's an incredible player, incredible scorer, and just really good guard all around. Didn't Embiid literally just come out and say he wants to be Ben Simmons' teammate for his whole career? I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. He does talk a lot. Um, with But... Is this decision kind of based around uh, Joel Embiid a lot? A little bit. A little bit. But I would I would say if I had to pick either Jamal Murray or Ben Simmons, just one of them, currently I would probably go with Jamal Murray. Wow, wow. Okay, but at this stage, Joel, Joel Embiid was nothing. He hadn't yeah, come out. Point. He, he yeah, hadn't even played he a was, game. He was still a number one pick though. It was a number three pick, actually. But he was projected <laughs> number one pick. He had it, he had it. <laughs> oh, James is gone. He is... Uh, James is in the closet. <laughs> there is legitimately, like, a short door that goes into the ceiling in my room, and James has just walked into it. Is based there a on door on the No, he's stuck in there. Um, <laughs> you doing all right over there, James? You doing okay? <laughs> hey, mate, mate, it's okay. Third pick, first pick, what's the difference? Same thing, same thing. We're, we're all I good. I can't come out because I'm coming out the closet. <laughs> hey, what if we come out together? <laughs> okay, so first pick. I'm really surprised by that, to be honest. So am I. I would have gone Ben Simmons personally. I'm a huge Ben Simmons fan. Uh, okay, so Nick, you have the second pick with the Los Angeles Lakers. They originally took Brandon Ingram. Wow, okay. I was not expecting him to be available. But since he is, I'm going to take Ben Simmons a second overall. Yeah, he now, originally wanted to be Laker. Well, he was going to be second, but 76ers was like, nah, we want him. Yeah. And um, that kind of, that happened. But um, fun fact about Ben Simmons, out of everyone in this draft class, he leads in total points, total rebounds, 
and total assists. Mm, talk about all-around dominance. Yeah, he dominates all three of the major stat categories, and I don't see how you could take anyone else at this pick, or even first overall. Yeah, I definitely would have gone first overall. I'm a huge fan of... Uh, <laughs> James is still over there. I'm a huge fan of playing heliocentrically, where you've got one guy dominating on the ball. I feel it's a new fashion of the league. I talked about it in my last episode. Mentioning kind of James Harden and Luka Doncic. Ben Simmons, also in that mould. And I, I, I don't like the way Philadelphia uh, runs him with Embiid. I don't like that kind of one-two punch. But with the Lakers here, it's a lot more interesting. Especially if we're, we're talking about them making similar picks in the future with his high school teammate, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, they did want to be teammates then, but it's iffy yeah. now. Philadelphia always getting in the way. Yeah, no, unbelievable. <clears throat> James has now returned from the closet. Anyway, what are your thoughts on me taking Ben Simmons second? Yeah, I think Ben Simmons probably is definitely worthy of that pick. He's one of the top players in this draft class. And I think he would, at the time, fit well into that Lakers system. He's a very good overall player, like you said. He's statistically, he's very dominant. I'm not a big fan of just looking at the statistics, though. But whether or not he has the mental capacity to take them deep into the playoffs... Does that worry you? Because he does. is a quiet leader. It, it does. That's that's part of why I took um, Jamal Murray. It's um, seeing what he did in the playoffs and how dominant and big... He was for that team. You're taking a point guard who doesn't even average more assists than power forward. And actually, come to think of it, Julius Randle was kind of like the building block uh, for the Lakers at the time from the 2014 draft. Yeah, yeah. So this, he he played two minutes in his rookie season, but you'd be coming in with Ben Simmons and Julius Randle. I I don't like the fit of that, but best player available. So I, I really like the Ben Simmons pick there just in terms of talent. I feel in a lot of these situation, situations, BPA is the way to go. Well, him, yeah, that, that Lakers team would have potentially been amazing. D'Lo, whoever you want to run at the two, Kuzma maybe, I don't know, he's still there. <laughs> um, so moving on to the third overall pick, uh, it's the Boston Celtics, my favourite team. So we've just covered Nick and his favourite <coughs> team. Uh, <laughs> slightly. Um, <laughs> so we originally took Jalen Brown here. And I was planning on taking Jalen Brown because I really thought you, James, were going to go Ben Simmons first and that uh, you would then take Brandon Ingram. But that leaves me with Brandon Ingram instead of Jalen Brown. I really wanted the Celtics to jump up to the second pick to uh, get uh, Brandon Ingram when this draft happened. But I'm happy here knowing we get him in the redraft. So uh, I just love the fit. Long wing. Uh, one most improved player this year. Uh, you're a Lakers fan. What did you like about him, Nick? Well, I liked Brandon Ingram when we had him. I enjoyed watching him play. You could tell he didn't have an aggressive mindset at the time. No. You you could tell he was quite passive, but there were some moments when he decided... It was only like two minutes a game, but those two minutes a game (laughs) when he decided he was the best player on the court, he was the best player on the court, and I enjoyed watching that from him. But he just couldn't do it that often, and that annoyed me. Yeah. So then he went bye-bye for um, a championship, pretty much. Hmm. It wasn't he averaging like around twenty six points per game uh, before his blood clot, uh, blood clot injury. Uh, oh, right before, yeah, yeah. He, the he, had, he, had like he moved a, on. He had like a month, two month period where he was averaging high twenties from memory. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a bit of foreshadowing to his success with the Pelicans. But I, I really like this pick at three. Um, if we're kind of projecting it out long term, I don't feel like he would have had a a real impact in his rookie season, much like he didn't with the Lakers, averaging nine points per game. But imagine uh, Brenton Ingram next to Jason Tatum. 
two very similar players. Are you going to get Tatum though? Well, we'll see. We might do another 2017 redraft better than our last one. I mean, <laughs> better, I mean, if you can find our last one. If you can find it, uh, props. YouTube.com forward slash the three point play podcast. Exposed. Might have to uh, fix uh, that one in post. <laughs> a total of four episodes were recorded. Only two have been posted. Yes, uh, and now we're here. Uh, so, moving on to the fourth overall pick, we're back with you, James, with the Phoenix Suns. They originally took the Croatian sensation Dragon Bender. I don't think they're going to take him this time. Who are you taking? I don't. Now, there's a couple of players that um, I look to for this pick, and uh, they're both sort of, I would describe them as very talented wing players now, and the player I'm going to choose didn't make a big impact at first, and in fact has only started making an impact in the last couple of seasons. But I'm going to go with Pascal Siakam here. Yeah, it was expected. <laughs> he's he's on a max now, and he's definitely deserved that. I think he's an incredibly talented player, and what he could do going forward with his ability to score in the paint on the break, his speed, and his ability to shoot threes on the wing and in the corner. You're not worried about his uh, having maybe a limited bag, which he showcased uh, this year in the playoffs? Had a bit of a rough stretch, especially against the Celtics. I'm not too worried about that. When you look at a player... Um, like, he's still a relatively young player. He's got a long time to progress in the league. 26 years old, yeah. But he's got the attitude, the right attitude there. And that's the biggest thing here. Nick, you're looking a bit uh, fucked off here. What's the matter? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, a lot of people seem to think Siakam is like a Giannis clone. A mini Giannis. <laughs> he's older than Giannis. Instagram I, type B. I don't understand how you can be that high on him. How old was LeBron James when he won his first title? Oh, what, 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 was Siakam the best player on that team? No. I'm just saying, how old was LeBron do, when he won his Do you really think title? he can take on a full-fledged primary role, like going into the playoffs? Because he did, he did take um, take on most of the scoring load. No, that was Van Vliet's job. I mean, to be fair, yeah, but from the front court, he took a lot of that load on, uh, increased what, his points per game. Drive? Yeah, pretty much. Went from 17 points a game to 23 points per game, uh, took seven more shots a game. But in the playoffs, he really stunk it up. Um, just looking here at his stats uh, in the playoffs, just scroll down and find it. Uh, 17 points per game, but shot only 39% from the field. And against the Celtics, Mans could not hit a three. He doesn't have he doesn't have the bag required. Yeah, I, I'm a bit concerned, but I like it at this point of the draft. There I is, think it's too early. There, there is there is only one guy I would have taken over him, but I, I like Pascal Siakam in this range. Okay. I think, yeah, when you watch him regularly, he definitely stands out as a player who's progressing and watching that progression and yeah, the yeah, effort yeah, that he's sure. putting in off the court. I, I think we're definitely a long way from seeing his finished and final he's a, he's a great defensive player and he's already All-NBA second team. Uh, I personally wouldn't have had him there. I would have taken Tatum over him. Uh, but impressive stuff uh, from him. Any, any more words on Pascal Siakam to the Suns about his fit there maybe? So they were looking for a big at that point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think as well, he's got the hustle. He's got the hustle, and that's a team that hasn't always been the strongest defensive team. Yeah, he's, a, yeah. he's a player that could potentially be a bit of an anchor there for yeah, them. Great step up over Dragon Bender and uh, Marquis Chris. So, Nick, fifth overall pick, Minnesota Timberwolves. Who are you taking? Timberwolves, right? Yeah, they originally went Chris Dunn, point guard out of Providence. Okay. There's this... There's two, maybe three guys I can see them taking here. I don't know if they should. They would take the number one guy I have here. No, it's up to you. It's up to you. I know. I know. Okay. We're not being realistic here. We're doing. We're doing a redraft. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, 
I mean, let, let's say they, they try to get D'Lo anyway. Let's say they just take the best guy available to try get him again. They take... They, they're going to take Jalen Brown here. I like that pick. He's, he's the highest on my board as well. Yeah, um... He's the best player available currently. He's, um... I would take him over Siakam any day. Jalen Brown made a huge jump this season, and I don't think enough people talked about it. Yeah, um, no, yeah. um... Before the, um... All-Star break, it was... It was um, Tatum and Brown nick and nick the whole way. But after the All-Star break, Tatum turned it up to the next level. Oh, ta- Tatum. Tatum Brown was sicko mode. Before, before the season, <laughs> before the um, All-Star break, they were nick and nick, like, tied to best player in the Celtics before Tatum decided, um, I'm a top 10 player in the league. Oh, a bit of a bold, bold claim. You guys have boasted that you would take Jalen Brown over Pascal Siakam, despite the fact that Pascal Siakam was probably the best player on the second-best team in the NBA this season. What, the, what are you talking about? Second-best team? Okay, I'll explain my reasoning, because I, I agree with Raptors you. finished above the Lakers. Yeah, they um, did, yeah. Re- where did they go in the playoffs, though? I mean, record doesn't mean everything. No, I'm just saying, they were, throughout the season, <laughs> the best second-best team in the NBA, and the he was conference. their star player. The Fuck off! Fuck off! But with Jalen Brown, um, 20 points per game, 6 rebounds per game, 2 assists per game, had a really stellar season. Before the season started, um, I was bitching a lot about how I thought he was uh, overpaid. Uh, compared, peak early. Yeah, compared, compared to his production. The previous season, 13 points per game, much more of a slasher, and uh, it didn't really fit with the Celtics, that's why we started p- playing him off the bench. A lot of that comes down to his spacing. And then he, he took it up a, a notch this uh, this season. 38% from three on more attempts per game. Impressive stuff. I like that fit on the Timberwolves. Uh, Timberwolves were actually interested in him pre-draft. And uh, Celtics nabbed him at three. But I think they'd be happy here with Jalen Brown. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're not going to complain about anyone in this range. So yeah, great two-way player going to the Timberwolves. Now it's me with the 6th overall pick, uh, New Orleans Pelicans on the board. But uh, at the time of the draft, I wanted the Pelicans to take Jamal Murray. It was a debate between Jamal Murray and Buddy Heald at the time. They went with the older Heald and ended up trading him to Sacramento. I'm going to go with an all-star though. There's still an all-star on the board. James looks really fucked off again. Uh, Dementis Sabonis uh, with the New Orleans Pelicans. I don't think fit matters at all. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Davis, if we are talking fit, showed he can play next to a, a skilled big man in DeMarcus Cousins. And Rip that was actually quite exciting Rip to watch. Yeah, that, that was exciting. I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed that team I, so I loved much. it, I loved it. Uh, Swept to the blazes. Yeah, but here we go. We're taking Dementis Sabonis, uh, sixth overall to the New Orleans Pelicans. You guys high on Sabonis? Yeah, definitely. He would have been my next pick. Yeah, yeah. He was the guy I was debating uh, the Wolves take over Jalen Brown. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, no, I think he's he really stepped it up this year. Decided to be the Pacers' number one guy in the absence of Oladipo. And, yeah, he's proven everything that he has to sh- offer. Yeah, pre-draft, I was really high on Dementis Sabonis. Uh, quite higher than I think a lot of other people were. That's turned out pretty well. Uh, one-time All-Star, shot 54% from the field, 19 points per game. Uh, actually an incredible playmaker in the pick-and-roll off of that short roll. And I feel he's got a real real future in this league. Uh, it's just about becoming more mobile for him and really being able to stretch the floor. But I, I like what I see from him. But um, after this pick, I feel like 
the talent level drops off a bit. Would you guys agree? Or yes, there's, there's still one more guy I have. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. We've we've had a bit of a conversation. About no, this. no. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> you might know, but there's there's still one more guy in this top stratosphere. I feel. All right, all right. Do we want to move on to the next pick, James? It's you with the Denver Nuggets. They originally took Jamal Murray. You Wait, took him at one. Who are they taking now? Uh, I'm looking to take another guard again. Now, there's sort of two guards I'm tossing up between here. And I was a bit torn, but I think I'm going to go with Fred Van Vliet. Here. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to see the Raptors fan taking Raptors, Raptors players. Again. <laughs> well, I think Fred Van Vliet's shown himself to be an incredibly talented playmaking and scoring guard alongside Kyle Lowry. Yeah. And the fact that he's been able to step up throughout the playoff runs the last two years and throughout the regular season, his defensive hustle is incredible. He's mm-hmm. a very strong player physically. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to... If you get that switch, he's hard to post up. Yeah. Well, and in, in 2016, the Nuggets didn't have a lot of direction. They were building around Emmanuel Moutier, which, of course, did not work out. Uh, they still had Kenneth Farid on the roster, Wilson Chandler. So... I don't think fit really matters here because they had no direction. And so Fred Van Fleet, do you still do you feel he still has a lot of potential to grow? Oh yeah, no doubt. Um if you've watched him over the last few few seasons, that's every year there's been growth, new areas of his game he developed. Yeah. The mental aspect as well, he's becoming much more of a leader within the team. Yeah, he had a few uh, tough finishes against the Celtics, because uh, he he's been known for being pretty inefficient from two. Uh and he made he made a, a few um impressive plays in the, in the playoffs this year so I, I'm pretty confident in him taking another step next season actually yeah uh, we'll just have to see where he le- uh, lands personally I had Fred Van Vliet above Siakam <clears throat> okay I don't understand that you're going to need to explain this and back yourself up okay <laughs> in my opinion Van Vliet is the, mo- is the most impactful player on the Raptors he's the most important player to their success this season well you haven't in, watched in the Raptors way? at all <laughs> He would borderline be like maybe fourth. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think I would rather have Van Vliet than Siakam on my team. It's his, it's his pesky defense, his, his spacing ability. He's, he's just a top class point guard in today's league. Is this just a Lakers fan who just doesn't understand what point guards are? Oh, it might we be. We haven't might seen be. one in so long. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a point guard who can shoot threes. The insecurity. Hey, 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 LeBron can shoot threes. He's our point guard, mate. So who would you say are more impactful than Fred Van Fleet on the Raptors? Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, of Kyle course, Lowry. yeah. Pascal Siakam. I think those two as well. And mm. potentially the third one I would look at, there's a few players, but it would be Serge Ibaka. Yeah, I, I, I'm quite a fan of Serge Ibaka. He's like, and a lot of the games when he needed to step up, he really did. And coming off the bench as well. Yeah, yeah, impressive stuff. Oh, no, but the third, uh, Matt Thomas. Matt Thomas. Uh, you got to love the GOAT, Matt Thomas. Uh, so now we're at the eighth overall pick, Sacramento Kings. They originally traded this pick to the Phoenix Suns, who then took uh, Marquise Chris. Imagine missing on two top ten picks as the Phoenix Suns. Uh, sucks to suck, but... Uh, here they're not trading it. Sacramento Kings, pick number eight. Who are you taking, Nick? Well, <clears throat> there's still one guy, I think, in the top class of top field of players yeah, you're left. Yeah, Sean. And the last, the last player in that top field for me is Karis LeVert. Yeah. Karis LeVert, if I was making a pick, would be in consideration. He's one guy I'd possibly take over him. But explain why you like Karis LeVert so he's, much. In, in my opinion, he's the best. He he's he's the best of the like youngest guys left. 
Yeah. Every, everyone else you're going to take over him is two, three years older and yeah. arguably doesn't have as high of a ceiling. Yeah. So I think it's a no-brainer to take him. He, um... He's been favorited to win some awards, but he's been unlucky with injuries the last yeah, few years. Yeah, most improved. He was my pick in uh, 2019 to win most improved before wasn't he, he went down. Wasn't he actually your favorite two years in a row? Yeah, he actually was. Yeah, in 2020 as well. Yeah, I, had, um, I had him peaked for it. He did well, though, bumping his scoring average from 40 yeah, no, to 19. Yeah, I, I think he's a great um, player in this league, and he deserves to get more recognition. And yeah, and he looked excellent in the bubble. Yeah. Uh, on a Brooklyn Nets team, which did not belong there, uh, full, full of G-leaguers, if we're being fair, uh, they, they were actually really impressive under Karis LeVert. He averaged 20 points per game in their playoff series, uh, only shot 37% from the field, but 10 assists as well. Very versatile guard, exciting to watch. I, I like this pick here, especially for Sacramento, another team which didn't have a whole lot of direction. Uh, I like this pick for them. So now with the ninth overall pick, it's my pick, Toronto Raptors. They originally went with Jakob Pertl. I think I might go in a different direction. But first, James, you're a Raptors fan. What would you do in this situation? Um, I would probably take Jakob Pertl because uh, down the line he might be a useful trade piece. Yeah, gotta, gotta love those uh, trade assets. Uh, <laughs> um, it would have been, been really funny if Van Fleet fell here. And instead of picking him up as an undrafted free agent, they took him here at nine. But I think I'm going to go with Buddy Heald. So Buddy Heald, uh, I, I have in a similar kind of ranking range to Karis LeVert. But a bit of a preference for him due to his uh, three-point shooting. as really valuable in today's NBA. I feel like Sacramento hasn't quite used him right in the past couple of years, especially this season, playing him off the bench. But here for the Raptors, I, I really like it. Now, they had DeRozan at the time and stuff. Yeah. That's definitely a fit. Um, whether or not they could have made it work, they had a brilliant coach at the time in Dwayne Casey. Yeah. So I, I think they would have made it work because um, DeRozan is um, a capable small forward. Yeah, DeRo- DeRozan is versatile. Yeah, you so you can run Buddy Heald at that too and get floor spacing from this team. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan's ability to drive in and cause problems in the lane. Yeah, yeah, Buddy Heald would actually and help. Buddy Heald would play off him really well. Buddy Heald would actually help space the floor for DeRozan to get those looks inside. And also, the Toronto Raptors at the time were a competing playoff team. They're in the lottery because it's the Denver Nuggets pick. They're looking to win now. Buddy Heald, uh, senior out of Oklahoma, I feel like he would he he came into the league immediate impact player in a week 20, 2016 class. He actually performed unlike a lot of these other guys, and he's continued to improve. Had a bit of a a bit of a, uh, a rough patch recently, but I, I like this at pick number nine for uh, to the Toronto Raptors. Um, so now pick number ten, James, you've got the Milwaukee Bucks. You're gonna take Thon Maker. I don't think I will. I don't <laughs> think I will. Um, this is yeah, this is a bit of a challenging pick here to take. I think we've <clears throat> exhausted the clear top players from the strike Agreed. Class. Agreed. And now it's sort of looking at those players who are just below that level who we think could continue to improve and take that next step or potentially players who had one or two good seasons and that's all we're going yeah, to get there, from there this are, There are some solid role players still available. There are, there are definitely and um, I'm a bit torn between a few players here. Um, I was leaning towards Patrick McCaw because I think his ceiling is still incredibly high. <laughs> yeah, he's and a I champion, am, he's a champion. I am, I am still very high on Patrick McCaw um, even though other players might not be. But I'm probably going to take Torian Prince. 
Torin Prince. Ooh, I had it, it, I interesting. Had him, I had him about there actually. See, I, I didn't. I'm I'm not a Torian Prince fan, so you guys might need to talk me into it. What do you like about Torian Prince? Look, not much. I'm a bit honest, <laughs> but I'm looking at the rest of the player pool, and I think Torian Prince really is that guy <clears> whose <throat> name jumps out at me. And says, "I am the best player here." Yeah, pick well, me. I can make an impact. Here's the thing. Um, I didn't actually know much about Torian Prince before researching for this. I actually thought he was a much older player with many more years of um, veteranship under his belt. Yeah, it looks a bit like Demario Carroll. Um, so f- finding out he was actually from this draft class and um, reasonably young, I was actually quite like excited by that, and I thought he was definitely around this range and definitely worthy of going in the lottery. Yeah, so 12 points per game of the season with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, he was a bit better in Atlanta, up around 14 points per game. Uh, I, I'm just not thrilled with him because I feel uh, he's a bit of a chucker. Like, okay, so he, he did shoot uh, 39% from three uh, with the Hawks uh, in his last season with them. But with the Nets this year, 38% from the field, uh, only 33% from three. And he just shoots a lot of fucking shots for a guy who I don't feel yeah. is talented enough to be taking those. Okay, yeah, but what if... The coaching, the coaches were like, okay, we're not full strength this year. Do whatever you feel like you can do. Uh, that, that's a good point, but I've just always felt that Torian Prince is a bit, bit of a chucker for someone who isn't a specialist. Uh, there are a few guys in this range who I feel are, are better at the same role, even if they don't have the same kind of production in terms of points per game. I, I feel it would be better, but I, I kind of like the fit with Milwaukee. Uh, getting, getting a wing out there, a big-bodied wing who, who can shoot the three at an all-right clip, uh, albeit a a high clip. So now, Nick, it is you. Pick 11, Orlando Magic. So originally was Demantis Sabonis. Got traded to the Thunder for Sergi Barker. Not a great trade for the Magic. But who are you taking this time around? Um, I'm going to take the man who actually won the Rookie of the Year yeah. during yeah. the season, and that is Malcolm Brogdon. Good pick, he, good um, pick. A, a little old, but... If even like you look at his rookie season stats, it, he he pretty much won it because no one else was really playing that season. But precisely <laughs> the way the way he increased from there, and he's actually, um, like would start at the two for a lot of teams. He's yeah. he's a great player. His his age might be might be the only concerning factor a lot of um teams would have against him, but mm-hmm. if you got him right now for another two, three years, I think you'd be happy with that. Yeah, high, high impact player. I thought James was going to go home for the Bucks, send him back to Milwaukee. Uh, but I, I like this, especially for Orlando. Orlando's been looking for like a point guard or a playmaker for a long time now. Malcolm Brogdon can play the one, can play the two, and made huge strides as a playmaker this year with Indiana. Like, I thought he capped out his potential in Milwaukee, 16-3-3, but jumped to seven assists this year with uh, the Pacers. And I really like that for the Magic. Yeah, no, once um, Milwaukee actually lost him, that's where I thought their championship hopes ended. That's a good point. I feel like he was a very vital part to that team, especially next to Bledsoe. Uh, but here's an interesting thing. So the original trade, it sent Victor Oladipo to uh, Oklahoma, and I didn't like that. I'm a huge Oladipo guy. And uh, But here, Malcolm Brogdon, Victor Oladipo, instead of being in Indiana, now they're together in Orlando. What are the odds? Well, you never know. You never know. Sometimes partnerships happen earlier than they were meant to. Wise words, wise words. Uh, so now, 12th overall pick. 
It's me, Atlanta Hawks. Originally, Torian Prince went here. The Atlanta Hawks traded uh, with Utah to acquire this pick right before the draft happened. Uh, I think within a week or so. Can't remember exactly. But here, just looking at the board, um, Atlanta, they didn't really have any any strong needs since they were already a playoff team, maybe a bit on the older side. They've got Dennis Schroeder on the team. So even though my top player is a point guard, I think I'm going to go in a different direction and go with Malik Beasley. Malik, Malik Beasley, he had, a, he had a good second half of the year with uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I didn't have him anywhere near here. Don't, yeah, I don't yeah. actually really know much about him, so I need you to fair explain enough, this. Fair enough. Okay, so Malik Beasley was with the Denver Nuggets for the start of his career. Uh, but this year with the Nuggets, uh, he didn't get as much minutes. They're a deep playoff team. Uh, a, lo- a lot of guys uh, deserving of rotation minutes. Anyway, they ship him to Minnesota. 21 points per game in 14 games. Um, shooting 43% from three, uh, along with five rebounds. Now, I don't think that kind of production is sustainable from him. But Beasley is a good scorer, and I feel like he could be um, a good starting shooting guard. And here at 12, I really like that. Uh, he's in the perfect range here on my big board, he's at 12. Um, and for an Atlanta Hawks team with an aging Kyle Korver. <laughs> an aging Kyle Korver. Uh, yeah, Paul Millsap's getting old, older, Al Horford's getting older, Jeff Teague's getting older, Malik Beasley uh, inserts insert some youth and fill that wing rotation. Uh, so I, I, re- I really like that fit. So with the 13th overall pick, we've got the Phoenix Suns, we've got you, James. Phoenix Suns originally traded this draft pick to the Sacramento Kings, who took George's Papagiannis out of Greece. Absolute waste of a fucking lottery pick. Let's hope uh, you've got your head more screwed on. So who are you taking here? I'm going to take DeJounte DeShawn Murray. DeJounte DeShawn Murray. That's who I'm going to pick. Uh, a great defensive guard in the last season, he averaged 1.7 steals. Oh, you got he's, stats. Big I'm, man, I'm pulling man. out the stats. He's coming into his own. He's scored only scored just under 11 points per game, and with um, almost two turnovers. Yeah, I feel he's, he's brimming with potential. He's not the greatest scorer, but defensively, he's shown himself. He's got the length. Actually, one of the he is the youngest uh, all defensive team member of all time. Uh, currently, 23 years old. Uh, a lot, a lot younger than some of the other guys in this range. Uh, I, I, I personally feel he's still a most improved player candidate. I've been hoping for him to make a jump, but he did have that ACL tier. But I, I really like this pick here for the Phoenix Suns. They need a point guard. They still need a point guard. And here we go, James, solving their problems. Yeah, once again, a defensively weak team. Don't yeah. get Rubio. What was that? Don't the Suns have Rubio? Yeah, but Ricky Rubio's an old fucker. Yeah, but he was a <laughs> god in the fantasy. Good point, good point, but uh, there's a bit more to basketball than fantasy on this. <laughs> so, so yeah, so you took Pascal Siakam earlier, you're appearing with DeJounte Murray, I really like their one-two punch. That's a strong defensive core, they've both yeah. got the right attitude towards the game and towards improving in the hustle, I think. Yeah, a lot better, than, be a great a lot better than Dragon Bender and Marquis Chris, they've come out a lot better here. So with the 14th overall pick, Chicago Bulls, they originally took Denzel Valentine out of Michigan State. Still on the team, but struggling to get rotation minutes, a few injury issues and problems going on there with the front office. But who are you taking for the Chicago Bulls, Nick? Hmm. There's three guys I have in this range. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I thought by this point, a few of these players would be taken, so I'd be able to have a clear take, but that's not the case currently. So, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. In this pick, I'm taking Zubak. 
Oh, I thought you were going to go Caruso. Nah. I know, that... you, I know you love your Caruso. Okay, no, so... Zubak's a, a, a better player. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's still... He, well, he was the youngest player in this draft. Was he? Uh, I think so. He was ridiculously young. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, sure. um... He's, he still has a lot... Um, a long way to improve. Like, I think he still has a ceiling he can reach, and... What he was able to do on a <clears throat> somewhat championship um, yeah. contest, contesting roster was very impressive for me. He um, got, he got a few points per game. You know, he wasn't their main guy. Yeah. yeah. But um, on, on the right situation, he has he's what you would want from a center. Yeah, I feel he's like, a great two way player. If you like, if you if you if you're not looking for your star to be a big. And you you need someone to fill that spot. Yeah, I think Zubak is perfect work, for yeah. you. It was sixty one percent from the field. Uber efficient. Eight points per game. Eight rebounds per game. Lakers uh, traded. Yeah. Lakers and, traded him away for nothing. I know. In under twenty minutes per game, he's productive. He's efficient. Um, young kid. Realistically, we still could have had it in this season. Exactly. Exactly. Now I, I I like this pick. I like this pick. Uh, for the Chicago Bulls. Um, who who was the centre at the time? Did they still have Joachim Noah on the roster? He might have been gone. I'm gonna I'm gonna check that. He might have still been there just getting the next a trade. Yeah. He might have just been there getting a paycheck. Yeah, we all just wanna get that bread. I mean, one contract and I'm set for life, mate. Exactly, exactly. Oh, was Pal Gasol? Was he still on the roster? And I'm getting my years mixed up. Yeah, yeah. So Joachim Noah was on the roster. Pal Gasol. So you got old. You got old aging guys who he's going to learn perfectly from. Exactly, exactly. And he, he doesn't need to come into his own straight away, because he, he didn't. It took him a few years to kind of ease yeah, his way he's, in. He's, he's got that wide body. Yeah, and he, I still feel, like like you said, he's got a lot of potential compared to some of the other guys in this draft class. Uh, yeah. So, 15th overall pick. Our last pick of this uh, this fun 2016 redraft. And uh, it's the Denver Nuggets again. So, James, you originally took Fred Van Fleet for them. I did. I did. Uh, I'm going to take a player who I feel would really, really compliment Fred Van Fleet. So, just because this is the last pick, he's a few of the guys that I've, I'm considering. So, uh, we've got Furkan Korkmaz of the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Three-point specialist. Been really solid. Hopefully, they use him more in the offense next season. He's an exceptional player. <laughs> Daniel House. He's another guy I'm considering, but he, he did cheat on his girlfriend and probably broke up his family by doing that in the bubble, you know? Yeah, um, well, yeah. look, he's a player that I would have loved to take, potentially. Yeah, he's, he's got kids and a, and a, oh, a, he's a, a done. loving partner and cheated on uh, her with uh, the, the tester lady. That's nice. Good on him. I mean, to be fair, him, him doing that gave the Lakers a free pass to the conference finals. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty much on the roster at this point, eh? Like, yeah, I mean, I remember watching him play during the bubble, and I was like, is this guy actually, like, a problem for us? And then he got banned, and I was like, ha, 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 Adam Silver loves us. <laughs> but yeah, so Daniel House, another guy I'm considering. Yeah, Bill Simmons likes him, so for that reason alone, I'm yeah. sold. Yeah, he got a lot Isn't of Isn't he biased as? Totally not. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, who they originally took, you got uh, Juan Hernan Gomez, but I'm going to go with Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is a guy I wanted the Celtics to take in this draft class in the early second round. But here he's worth a top 15 selection. Uh, nine points per game, uh, five rebounds per game on the Dallas Mavericks. Really solid, complimentary starter uh, to star players. Um, I feel like he'd fit the Nuggets roster today. And at the, at the time, you can just slot him into whatever 
He's just such a great role player. He knows his role and he plays it well. So who, who would you guys have taken um, at this point? At this, in this pick, I actually had Alex Caruso. <laughs> now, um, I, this this isn't just a, a throwaway, actually. For the Lakers this season, out of all of the, quote, two-man lineups and their plus-minuses, mm-hmm. the highest plus-minus was not AD and LeBron, not AD anyone else, wasn't LeBron and Kuzma. It was LeBron and Alex Caruso. Dynamic duo. Like, his ability to come on and just do the dirty. He doesn't score much. He doesn't... He just does what the team needs at that particular time. And he, he's a good hustle player, and it shows. If you're looking for a player, though, to do the dirty in this pick, surely you just take Daniel House. Yeah, yeah. He, nah. He's proven. proven <laughs> no, no, but, but, okay, yeah. But is Daniel House an NBA champion? Yeah, Daniel House also got Alex Caruso We're talking is, Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso... <laughs> Not only is he the GOAT, the bald eagle, the only, like, there's nothing, other than dunks, there's nothing he is, like, amazing at, but there's nothing he's Jack- terrible Jack- at. Jack of trades kind yeah. of guy from the position, yeah. he has a championship to back up his his worth. He's, and he was actually a starter during the finals, therefore... He was, he yeah. has He has a claim to fame being a starter on a championship roster. He also won the NBA championship. If he needs anything else to claim to fame, but... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so but he was who, a, who he was a say, starter James? on the team. Who, who would you take in this uh, situation? I would have taken Korkmaz. Yeah, yeah. Watching, no Jakob Pertl? No, watching <laughs> watching the 76ers play, you know, the amount of times you see him spotting up from the three-point, and he's one yeah. of those players you just feel like that shot's always going to go in every time he takes it. Yeah. And when it rims out, it's, it's more of a shock than anything. <laughs> he's an excellent three-point shooter, north of 40%. Uh, yeah, heavy, heavy consideration for me between him and um, Dorian Finney-Smith. But I, I, I don't know, I just love Dorian Finney-Smith's um, positional versatility, defensive versatility compared to Korkmaz. But uh, both would be great selections. So that, that rounds out our top 15. Um, who was the most shocking pick uh, to you guys? Um, how early uh, Siakam was taken. Yeah? Yeah. Where were you expecting him? Or where um, would you have taken him? I would have taken him in the 7 to 8th range. Sorry, have you ever watched the Raptors play? I have. I, on, on my board here, he's at 4, so I liked where he was taken. I thought he was taken just a bit too early. Who I'd, would you take over him? I would take Sabonis, Jalen Brown, and the top three that we did take over him. Yeah. I wouldn't... I wouldn't take any... Like, <laughs> I wouldn't take him over any of those. And... um. I don't know, I just, I don't really like his, um, I guess his age that much. Well, you're not a fan of Bay- Beyblades, man? Come on, <laughs> come on. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's still got a long career ahead of him. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's 26. He does. He's not he's in his 26. peak. He's, he's not in his close. peak and he's already Ooh, yeah. on a max contract. He's 26, but in comparison, someone like Jalen Brown, who I have over him as well, he's 23. So exactly. that, that kind of uh, set in my reasoning for why... But you can't ignore Siakam's developmental arc. Uh, he's an outlier. And I mean, I think he, he did, go, he did go from nothing. On. He yeah. did go from nothing to where he is now. It's just, I still don't think you sh- would take him over. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit the same with someone like Jalen Brown. I reckon his footwork alone is a reason to take him. For a guy that big and that athletic to be that good with his feet and have his yeah. feet under him that well. Very coordinated and fluid. 
Uh, and that, that, that's exciting. So what about someone, uh, a pick which, or someone you felt fell in this draft who went a bit too low? What about you, James? Who do you think? Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> 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 this is like the last one we've ever ended Keep going. Oh, I think uh, he should fall to 27. <laughs> oh, I did say that. Yeah, didn't uh, I? Um, I think Murray might have fallen. Murray? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that Murray guy. Which one? Jamal oh, Murray who went number one? Or DeJounte Murray who went number two? I mean, you could also make the argument that um, it's two players in the top three fell um, by one pick. Yes, they did. Yeah, I, I feel like Ben Simmons fell a bit. I, I, I also Personally, think, I think he's just the outright number one guy in this class. I also think um, the outright number two guy fell to three somehow. I'm not sure how that happened. But... <laughs> it happens. It just happens. This is coming from the guy who made a face when I said Pascal Siakam is good footwork. <laughs> no, 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 okay. You said for the size, he's like the same height as Jason Tatum. He's not. They're both 6'9ish, yeah. Yes. No, I'm pretty sure Siakam's taller than him. No. Siakam is 6'9. Yeah, fuck, I spelled his name wrong. Tatum's 6'9, 6'8. Pascal Siakam, 6'9, 230. Jason Tatum. 6, 8, 2, 10. Pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. but they're different sides. Yeah. One inch, mate. I'm not going to give... They're incredibly fluid according to that place. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to give you the credit of saying he has a great footwork for his size when he's not really even that big. If he was 6, 11 and had that footwork... I mean, he, he, is, yeah. he is quite lengthy. Yeah, yeah. I he's got long arms. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that rounds out our 2016 redraft. We had Jamal Murray going first, Simmons at second, Ingram at third, Siakam fourth, Brown uh, fifth, and I can't be bothered reading out the rest. But uh, thank you, James and Nick, for coming in and talking about this on the show, and I look forward to having you guys on the podcast in the future. We're not friends anymore. <laughs>